0: You're listening to Common Ride with me. This is a podcast with Tokusatsu, a practical effects genre of TV and film. This podcast has two separate shows alternate weeks. One is the yearly podcast where we look at shows at a pace as they're coming out or similar to it. And the other is the book club, which you're about to listen to, where we look at things in a more traditional book club format. The book club this week is looking at the second batch of Common Rider 5's episodes, 6 through 10. And we gif everybody thank god it's fives day you're here listen to episode one of you two our second part looking at episode six through ten of of fives for the book club of uh me steph and david hey steph
1: hey kip that was worthy of the uh the guy that announces the next show at the end of the current show you're watching that always has such a great pun i appreciate that you're you're on the level here
0: open your eyes for the next five yeah love that guy
1: yes <laughs> I love it.
0: And also David. Hey David. Hey. We're here. And like I said, this is part two I'm talking about this new show. And there's a lot to talk about because these are dense shows. But <laughs> uh before I started, I just want to say, um, we actually I didn't mention it last time, but part of the reason that I like wanted to do FIS and like wanted to slot in show wiki go right down was like I looked at the calendar, I was like. We could launch the first episode on May 5th, which is Fize Day, because 5 5. And, oh dope. And we did. Awesome. There you go. And also the 20th anniversary and the day we uh released, they announced a new Pfiz movie for uh 2024. Hell yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, uh, Comrade of FI's
2: Paradise Regained.
1: Hell yeah. I'm here for it.
2: As opposed to Paradise Lost. I assume that comes up later. That's the very non-candid
0: movie we will cover later. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> um, actually, confession time. Yes. When I first went to watch the first episode of this, I actually watched the first half hour of that movie.
0: <laughs> you must have been so confused. Um, so well, uh,
1: I w- I was extremely confused and I actually got a couple of spoilers <laughs> that i did not realize but
0: that's very funny it's
1: unfortunate how long it took for me to be like hey this nothing about this is in the format of like a 30 minute show like there is nothing that's like starting to resolve it's like nothing is happening and um i looked at it and and i saw that it was like an hour and a half long and i was like yeah i think i grabbed the movie instead of the i'm gonna go back through plex and see what i can find
0: So, David, um, it's just um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. some context. Um,
1: That's a dark ass movie. I'm going to tell you that. Yes, it is. It is fucking dark. It starts out dark. It keeps being dark. It is dark.
0: (laughs) Just to give you some context, um, without spoiling too much, um, in that movie, it starts with with Takumi as a cobbler with amnesia. (laughs) A a cobbler? Like someone who makes (laughs) shoes? Yes. It's a whole thing.
1: (laughs) It's like a very dystopian universe. It is so bleak.
0: Like, this is like always referred to as like, man, writer movies are not canon, huh?
1: (laughs) And this is why.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, it's very not canon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so like, that was weird. Like, huh. So he is the main character. He's, like, got amnesia. He's in this ghetto. He's, like, a cobbler. What's going on?
1: She thinks he's dead. Like, everything about it was depressing. I was like, am yeah. I playing a Fallout game here? When does it get fun? What What am I watching?
0: <laughs> yeah, no. It was, that's very funny.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so there's your... your- Dose of entertainment not only did i actually do my homework last time even though i didn't get to be on the show but i also did extra credit by watching part of the movie before we were scheduled to so
0: i would love to see like when we do watch like that movie like what your notes were when you first were like looking at it, like, oh what's going on here <laughs> which is like now when we actually watch it at the right time
1: I you know, I didn't take a lot of notes because I was so confused about how quickly the world was moving. It seemed like there were a lot of things that I should have understood right off bat. Which, you know, going looking back at it should have been my first clue that I wasn't looking at the right thing, but what can you do?
0: Oh wow. This is this is so funny to me (laughs) that movie. Oh but yeah. Um so yes, David, um, (laughs) there is a paradise lost. (laughs) Okay. And it's that, that was, goddamn uh, movie. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Uh, and also there's like a bunch of like weird like comics related to the like to that like universe like so there's like a line of toys called like Super Imaginative Chogokin that are like weird like weird redesigns of like Kamen Riders that look like demons.
2: Oh, okay. I know which ones you're talking about. I've seen them before. Yeah, yeah.
0: So they did like a bunch of like weird sequels to this movie. In those is like, and here's how this character actually became like a weird new writer,
2: and also got beheaded, and also, and is a vampire, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's stuff like it's it's uh it's like the little kid writes common writer. He has this power, and then and then and then, right? And then he's also a guy, and yeah, you know, yeah, you know, um, so. For the fans, like quick note,
0: but um, those look very sick. Be careful if you pose them; they have very weak joints. When you get those,
2: <laughs> ah, just get some get some water and
0: glue in there.
1: Yeah, you're fine.
0: Uh but no. Um, so my question uh, was going to be, Steph. Actually, um, what, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the first Chuck episodes? of you weren't here last time, though.
1: Um, I'll be honest. The first one or two episodes, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I just wasn't. Um, But then we start to like when we get to like three and King Sleep and you get like all these uh, storylines starting to kind of cross over each other. I really got invested in uh, Yuka's storyline. It it was so fucking heartbreaking, but unfortunately realistic. And the thing that this show does very well is it tell a whole lot of story in a very small amount of time. But it's done in such a way that you're not really confused by the events. They're kind of just crossing over each other and it seems like everything's happening in real time. So I started to really appreciate how these shows are paced over the like mm-hmm. once we got to like four and five, I, I really was like, OK, it's like I get what's happening now. And even though you're following so many different people and stories at once, it, it feels very fluid. It doesn't feel like it's forced. So I, I appreciate the series for that.
0: It must have been so much simpler than what you thought you were getting for the first half hour.
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially because like when you open up on the movie, you open up on several of what are the main characters of this show. But it when you're looking at the movie, it doesn't make any sense because you're supposed to already have context when you watch the movie. But it was a lot easier starting from scratch with mm-hmm. these characters and being like, okay, now I get this. But also I was like, man, I hope I forget those parts of the movie because by the time we go to watch it, I don't want to already know like the first part of what's happening.
0: That's a good thing. It's like um, you kind of like left those five episodes like where we left. Okay, like there's like a status quo. Now what's going to happen next? And right. um,
1: And there's a lot of ways to get invested in this. Like if you don't like one set of characters, there's an equally interesting set that's just coming up in the next scene and i think that it, it makes it a extremely watchable show for just about anyone i would imagine
0: mm. like episode like six is like just called trio x trio you know <laughs> just like but yeah uh, that's very interesting though that uh, you had that a whole <laughs> that saga there but um let's talk about actually um the first of these episodes episode six trio x trio And so we kind of uh, go from where we were last time. That is um, Tota, who is teaching Kiba and like Yuka how to be like an orphanage. He like is in front of them and he dies. And there's like a wild frame rate in this like recap that made me think like Mm. my like motion suit was on or something. I was very confused, but he just dies. Then they see that the guy that he like attacked is just like stumbling and he has been turned into an orphanage. And they're like, okay we got to take care of this guy. Then it's time for the credits and the opening. And one thing during this, like first one that made me think is what's Kiba taking off his head?
2: Is that a pillowcase? Is that like a (laughs) wrap? Is that a blanket? I don't know what's going on in like half of this fucking opening. Like, There's just (laughs) Mm -hmm. so much weird shit going on. What's your favorite bit from this whole part, Steph? Like a weird, like a lot of imagery here.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah that's and i think that's the problem like it it, i like the fact that there are a lot of we've watched a lot of shows where a lot of the opening tends to kind of give away a lot of the show or a lot of the characters like what is their i don't know motivate like there's always something that kind of points to their storyline With this one, it's very respectful of the fact that all of them are imperfect characters. And I I love that about the opening, because it's not saying that this one specific person is meant to be the hero. It's kind of giving all of them a moment to look as badass as they want to.
0: Yeah, and like I think uh, once half apples start falling down people start getting trapped in like red string. We'll have like more to say about this opening.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure of it. And that's just another one of those things where I'm like, okay, well it's starting off really strong. It might go off the rails, but if it does fine, great opening.
2: I, I honestly hate when like occasionally this doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen when there's an opening um song or like it's changed from like the season one to the season two song or whatever. This happens more in anime, but then there's just, there's just like, a fucking character in the theme song, and they like transform into the fucking evil guy, and you're like, wait, that's who it was? Like, what the like? <laughs> you're just gonna show that in the opening theme? Like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> Why am I watching this show now?
2: <laughs> I
0: know that um, in like Digimon, like in that like very first season, they like had to keep their like f- first like transformations for the whole show. So in like the following shows, they like had like shadows of their next forms, and then like filled that as time went on, but. Yeah, spoilers are rough with like an opening. Where it's like, oh, I'm glad this guy. Why is he crying? Why is there an arrow? Oh, why has he got big
2: teeth now? It's just weird. It's like, why would you do that in general? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. understand. It's just strange. Yeah. No,
0: but I also uh just hate what I like. I'm very offended by the five second preview before like movie trailers. Like, here's what this trailer is about to be. It's like I'm gonna watch this trailer. It's a minute long. but uh we start the episode though uh because takumi's getting made fun of for being too heat sensitive to iron and then he like goes to the catero, like okay then you do it the Katero's like yeah i i will i'm good at this (laughs) this is my whole life uh but his shirt gets on fire because like takumi doesn't know how to do stuff and then Mari's like trying to give takumi space to process like losing his old boss but he's also like trying to be like she's trying to like push him here so they just get in a fight where she's like oh like you're too afraid to be vulnerable like cry if you want to be mad if you want to he's like shut up like you're not confronting your dad
1: don't tell me how to feel yeah Yeah. (laughs) like where are you coming from you have no space to talk here
0: (laughs) and yeah um they bicker a ton but it does feel very much like oh yeah they're 18 or 19 (laughs) and like yeah out for the first time we cut to uh, the altar bed where the stained glass window has light filtering in as Kiba and Yuka talk about this new guy, Kaido. And um, what Kiba is saying is he won't kill people. And then Yuka's like, but you still care about people? He says, of course, we're still human. And he's like, I'm human.
3: <laughs>
0: but this causes Mari to go see her dad because that last conversation makes Mari go see her dad she hates being called a coward. And then there's, like, this scene that I'm sure made a ton of fanfic happen, where Takumi like, gets on behind her and, like, just, like, holds on. Oh, yeah. Is it a thing in Japanese bike culture that, like, the back seat <laughs> is, like, a submissive, like, weird thing? Or no, David? Um.
2: Oh. I think
1: that's a thing in most it, bike cultures.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that just, like, generally how it is?
1: Yeah. I mean, with motorcycle clubs, that's literally called riding bitch, so.
2: Yeah. No. There you go. Someone knows more about motorcycles than I do.
1: I, I only do because I have friends that are into that. They seem motorcycle clubs seem way too restrictive for me, so I'm not down with it.
0: I hung out with a lot of Hell's Angels growing up. So yeah, like I knew it was like a thing here, but I was sure of Japan if it was like a
2: hordy, weird, like bitch seat thing. I <laughs> you know what? When in when in doubt, just assume yes. Assume yeah. Okay.
1: It's riding bitch, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it was very intimate. I'm sure people were very horny back in the day on fanfiction.net for this. Um, <laughs> and back to Kiba he's talking to smart lady who's in mourning, I guess. Uh, she's wearing all black and silver, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, but he can't see the president because the president's trekking in the mountains. And um, at that point, he gets, like, warned about things out there that are dangerous, and, I'm, and I realize, oh, he doesn't know about, like, there being a
2: common Rider that's killing people, huh?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they just failed to mention that. They, I mean, they know what's going on. They're just like, eh, we'll let him figure it out.
1: And it's fine.
2: Yeah. A lot of characters don't know each other yet. They're just, like,
0: on separate tracks so far.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of funny because... It- right now you're starting to get to the point where you're kind of seeing how they're eventually going to cross together. So it creates a really interesting, um, like story within your own head while you're watching all these separate things happen.
0: Yeah. We know a lot more than they do right now.
1: Yeah. And that's a pretty fun place to be as an audience member to me anyway.
0: Um, but Kiba pushes smart lady down and gets to the 54th floor and he sees a big hallway that's repeated and full of like TVs with smartly the audience and sees the president's office and he runs and he gets to it and it's just full of white light. And he's like, ah, oh. smartly takes him off. Uh, and yeah, I'm not sure if what was in here. Or just light or just uh, MacGuffin uh, mystery.
1: Yeah. When I saw that scene, I was very confused. I was thinking that maybe it was one of those things that like is common in japanese tv that i i just don't have any context for but just the fact that he was just seeing this white light to me it reminds me of like in american soap operas when they're trying to point to like a concept of heaven or something
2: yeah i was gonna say it's very similar to osama from uh shogeki Goraigan. where it, yeah. he's just like this white dude like
1: <laughs> exactly and i was like i don't know that really doesn't work in context here but i could be completely wrong. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it's just meant to be like a mysterious, like, oh, it's heaven. Oh, it's too bright for you. Knowledge. Gotcha. Yeah. It's the fire Prometheus, man. Can't look (laughs) at it too long. Yeah, no. Perhaps we get too later. Aren't we all the crow just eating that, like, one part from Prometheus, but instead of it being his liver, it's just a nice and sweet and sour plum. Nice umeboshi for us. (laughs) Little crows eating Prometheus. <laughs> that comes up a little bit later, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah.
1: Sure do. Uh do.
0: No, um, so for Mari and Takumi, what they're trying to do is steal an ID card to break in to talk to the president. Um, and like there's this great moment where like <laughs> Takumi sees Kiba and it's like, ah, oh, easy mark. And then like that's what Mari says. Sounds good. And he's like, wait, are you going to stop me? And she's like, Do you want me to? And he's like, Well, no, it's fine, I guess. And then they follow him <laughs> uh and um this made me think of that time in um Kimiki stuff where there's like a four episode arc about like a character finding out people could shoplift and how this show is like no they'll just steal for someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I always love stuff like that where it's kind of uh pointing to one or more characters being really too kind of I don't want to say innocent but that's kind of the word. <laughs> To where this is never a consideration until it is. And then to me, that's just twice. It's hilarious.
0: Yeah, here they're just like, yeah, let's do it. This sounds good. Let's <laughs> Yeah, do fuck like, it. <laughs> there's this weird scene where Catero's is like getting groceries, handing out pamphlets, and like a bunch of
2: like security comes out and he has to like run away. I don't understand why he's getting like arrested. Is he like soliciting or like what the fuck's going on? I guess, but you think they would
0: just like yell at him and he'd have to like stop and go. Buy groceries. I don't know.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, that was the weird part for me. I wondered if maybe that was uh like something that's really restrictive, like you can't just hand out flyers wherever you're going, or I I I don't know. It it kind of was unexplained why he was in trouble at the time.
0: Not really sure because he's just fine in the next scene where he's like handing out flyers by like a like train station. So
1: yeah, after like throwing his giant cart of groceries, I was like, man, whoever has to clean that up is gonna have a bad day
0: we then meet kaido though he's um comes to and talks to yuka and he says oh good did you kidnap me yourself? he's like i had this weird dream and then she tells him it's not a dream he's like crap what time is it i'm gonna be late and then there's like a ton of like silk sound he's trying to leave this altar bed under stained glass which i love it's just up there just <laughs> exposed um but she tries to stop him and he says i still don't know what's going on but let's do it again sometime. And then says, here's beautiful as a rose in bloom and like leaves.
1: Well, after like saying adios like six times in a row. <laughs> and I was like, why? Why? I've he, never like, seen this in one of these shows before.
2: He like he runs down the stairs, too, and does this really goofy ass laugh after he says adios. He's like, adios. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he like runs away.
1: And yeah, and then says it like five more times after adios, adios, adios. And I'm like, what are you doing, you joker motherfucker?
2: I am here for this. He gives me fucking Akira vibes from Changer on. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I actually like his character a lot. He does come in with some intense energy that I enjoy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he does kind of sound like the green goblin though now that you say it. Like
2: <laughs> he does. He just goes like, eh, 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 and like <laughs> runs down the stairs.
1: Adios, adios, adios.
0: Uh and uh so he steals all the pamphlets from Katero <laughs> by accident, throws them out of the of his cab.
1: For no reason.
0: Yeah. Um Yuka drops her phone running after him, and then the like, oh, she's so beautiful. I hope Yuka looks like that. <laughs> Uh, stupid
1: yeah as an audience I think we all collectively kind of like put our hands to our foreheads like okay we're doing this
0: yeah no that was just like oh this is happening you now huh yeah but we come back to uh, Mari and Takmi we're using a screwdriver to break into his car They're like how lucky we just steal like real easy and there's this old building there. there's like what are you doing <laughs> And they meet in his like, house and they like watch him eat lots of oranges. It's like He was like, OK, I won't press charges. And he asked, oh, like why would you want to steal his car? And then Mario's like, not your car, but this guy's a real shithead. He <laughs> has no job. He's my brother. He's a coward. He doesn't think about people. He's useless.
1: This legit sets up one of my favorite bits through this series of episodes of just them running into him. And her having to continuously point to him being a, a, a layabout asshole. <laughs> and Yumi just being like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'll I'll take care of it. Like, this continues to happen.
0: So, like, we see it like Takumi goes with it, but he's mad about. It, but also it's like, not the most wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I'll try to do better.
0: When he leaves and forgives them. We see Mari stop and be like, what a great guy. <laughs> what a good guy.
1: Yeah, and then go back to pretending to cry <laughs> immediately afterwards.
0: Uh, but they get off scot-free. Um, and there's like one random like aside where like Katero's like, Oh, um, wonder why Yuka is replying to me. He's holding this phone. And then she walks by Ugh. and like is really distraught. He's like, Oh, here's your phone. She's like, Oh, thanks, but I'm too proud of it. Bye. <laughs>
2: You would have think he would have figured it out by, like, texting the phone and then the phone immediately going off and being like, huh.
1: That's fully what I expected to happen.
0: No, there's some more more grief has to come our way, I think, before that could happen. And yeah, this show is
1: never ending.
0: <laughs> but Kaido's that's his job interview, and it's going poorly since he could just, like, hear tons of stuff. He's like, sir, do you have a regular heartbeat? Ooh, you're having ooh, you smoke? That's terrible. Ooh, you like curry rice and eel and tendon and blood? You haven't done anything bad, have you? He's like, why didn't I get this job? I just, like, accused this guy of killing somebody.
1: <laughs> it's so weird. weird. I thought I thought interviewers really liked that when you accused them of very large crime.
0: Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. He probably asked for the salary in the first interview, and that's why they dropped him.
1: That's what it was. Or told him that he needed health insurance or something crazy like that.
0: Yeah, Then we see the detectives again and they're talking about the bodies and apparently the autopsies across the cases slash have been similar and they have
2: organs that aren't even human and my thought was the autopsies? <laughs> they're piles of dust. Yeah, wow. that's... I was gonna question that as well. I'm like,
0: hmm? Maybe not everybody dust, or maybe only like their head dust or part of their body
2: dust for all we know.
1: Maybe. I don't know.
2: I don't know. we've seen it multiple times now that people have turned into just every single one has turned into just dust so i don't know
1: what are the uh, little silver pills that that detective keeps taking because that's something that kind of pops up across a couple episodes also
0: i think they're mints that says he keeps offering them out
1: yeah which is strange because he he almost takes them like you know if you watch in the old movies people with Hard issues would take those nitrous pills. They would just kind of pop mm-hmm. them like that. So for a second, I thought it was that. But then they'd show like you'd have a whole handful of them. So I was like, well, that no, they're not going to show Detective ODing. So I don't know what's happening here.
0: I mean, that would be a very funny way to end this. But any OD on nitrous. he has got to go fast. Detective Sonic, please.
2: I can answer your question, Steph. They're these.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Look exactly the same. Mm -hmm.
2: That looks like
0: they taste terrible. I (laughs) agree. (laughs) Like, those look so cool and like they taste terrible.
1: Yeah, because they look like the silver things that I I don't know if you guys ever did this, but when I was younger and I would decorate like Christmas cookies, it'd have these little silver things that you could use for like the buttons. Fucking horrible tasting. They weren't anything like sprinkles or any other fun thing you put on cookies. Those tasted like absolute ass. So that's what I kept thinking of with these.
0: So these mints are called original cows. K-A-O-L. And they just kind of look like halfway between like a like old spice bottle and like a Tic Tac bottle. Yeah. Oh, okay. It looks I don't know, it looks like a perfume bottle to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: kinda, yeah
0: or like nail polish maybe because of like Yay. the color of the silver
1: mm-hmm. yeah either one honestly
0: um but so we don't know why there's bodies maybe if you don't destroy the heart they have a body afterwards and like it's half evolved maybe i don't know we don't get that in the show um and then like the higher ups have said that this is just people with prior illnesses and there's a prior illness where they turn to dust are they Ugh. american higher ups
1: <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. it. Like, you almost expect one of them to be like, it's fine. Thoughts and prayers, bro. Thoughts and prayers.
0: Thoughts and prayers.
1: <laughs> That's what's going to make this better.
0: They do have a new case, which is that there's a guy who is, it's actually the interviewer. And actually, he's, there's evidence to suggest that he killed his wife for insurance body, And I don't want to take a quick aside on this dude because this show, like, just super casually drops like an incredible urban legend the like owner of the mannequin factory who kills you with a rope what and like (laughs) that's that's a cool killer um he owns a mannequin factory like when kaido goes Mm -hmm. to the job interview and then later when we see this guy get his like kill kit he's just Mm -hmm. in this mannequin factory
1: yeah yeah he literally pulls it right off the the shelves and then You kind of get where, of course, he's doing that villain thing where he's talking out loud while he's trying to kill him. But he essentially like admits to the fact that he committed crimes to get the insurance money.
0: Yeah, the mannequin man.
1: Yeah. And he's not going to let anybody get in his way because I guess he freaked him out by being able to smell like blood on his hands or whatever it was during the interview.
0: You're talking like you wouldn't like like be randomly looking on like netflix and be like oh the mannequin Manslaughter. what's this about
2: the 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 mannequin killer
1: i'm telling you that would be like i i would jump on that quicker than i jumped on tiger king during the start of the pandemic something called the mannequin man oh no i would have already been to that series twice
0: yeah sounds great yeah but no um (laughs) he'll go back up later though because um for now like haidu's like um what happened to my nose am i a dog he just growls and howls and as he howls he transforms a little bit um but back to the laundromat trio um <laughs> having like one pot dinner and then like mario's like are you still mad at me you love holding grudge She's like no and then like cater is like yeah we're cleaners but not normal cleaners and then like that's what i'm, talking like, I'm not a cleaner and then Mari says i want to be a hairstyle <laughs> She's like she's still on that thing. Yeah, I just love how everybody points out that like Catero is like trying to make this like work as like a TV show, and and also like no, we don't want to do that. Like we're not cleaners. Also like solve problems and clean clothes. Why would we do that?
1: Yeah, they refuse to like be Scooby Doo with him, no matter how hard he's trying to push this narrative.
0: And like it's just um like uh, (laughs) just in like a 101 like plot class for like oh like the heroes like journey it's like oh like they just always refuse the call they're always like nope never mind my food's too hot this is more important than this. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i think that's one of the reasons i like it the series so much though is because they're all reluctant heroes and all like questionable villains like everything in this show has a question mark behind it right now and i'm i'm very much enjoying how they're playing it
0: yeah Oh, um, i'm so excited for next time um just i (laughs) let's just say there are two popular there are two holidays for fives one is may 5th because five five and one is related to something that's about to happen to us next time and i'm just very excited to see characters interacting (laughs) (laughs) cool um there's this great moment where like um as takumi's like yelling he drops some like food on stuff then the caterer is like you guys are acting like school children, and then goes over to wipe it off. and we like, "Yep, they are."
1: This a very homoerotic moment. Yes,
0: this show's full of them.
1: Oh God, yes.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, we cut back to Kaido, and he's like, "Hey, Kiba, hey, you go. Why is my body messed up, and why did I wake up here?" And they're like, "Oh, like you're like a monster." And I was like, "That's awesome. Yeah, lucky."
1: Completely on board.
0: I want to beat the hell out of everyone who's ever made fun of me. <laughs> he just runs out. <laughs> Got a head start.
1: Uh. That's a good question, though. If, if you guys woke up tomorrow and you found out that you were some kind of monster, would you take his approach and be stoked that you could finally like live your wildest life? Or you would would you be like, you mean just be like, oh man, I guess I got to protect humanity now.
2: I mean, that highly depends on what kind of powers I have. That's true. Yeah. If I'm like a horrible golem monster, then uh, that doesn't seem to,
0: you know. If I know how to launder money also depends on what I do first, but like, yeah. maybe not last, but first.
1: <laughs> I mean, the housing market in America is shit. So yeah, I can see that.
0: Like, okay, so who? Okay, here's a different question. Who would have to re- recruit you after you found out you had powers to like start using them like in like a like cool way? Like, would it be like, hey, like we're like about to go take down some banks or is it, oh, is it? Oh, like we're gonna go like fight In South America, like what would like be the like group that got you
1: the banks 100% because I I feel like no matter what kind of monster I am, I'm always going to oppose capitalism. So, yeah, I'm going to be whichever one is taking down the banks and like the uh, billionaires in the world. Oh, you don't want to be Batman? I'm going to force you to fucking be just to treat me as a criminal. Put your money into helping the homeless so they can help you.
0: (laughs) What? group what cause would get you, David would it be like, oh, we're gonna just I <laughs> kill I want, all motorists. I would
2: I would love it if like you get turned into a monster and then it kind of just like opens your third eye to like weird shit. So like oh yeah like otherworldly occult shit starts happening. And you're like, oh now oh, you gotta yeah. now you gotta fight like demons and shit. And it's like okay yeah. that's kinda neat. At least like my powers are going to use in some way. Yeah, I don't know, like,
0: I'd like something mundane to happen, almost. Like, just like, oh, hey, like, we really gotta stop. It turns out that there's, like, a lot of just, like, I guess, like, Sailor Moon, like, a lot of local business owners are actually <laughs> demons. Can you stop them? Can you save them? Can you exercise them? Um, I'd be most likely to jump for, like, the let's go beat ups to billionaires, but also just, like, I wouldn't mind a weird local intrigue.
1: I feel like for you it would probably be, like, we found out that this uh, one particular villain has been terrorizing the neighborhood cats, and that's when you'd be like, "Okay, fuck this." I think that would be your trigger.
0: I think also, like, I might get like the Goku trigger, where I'm just like, "Oh, I can fight some people. I can go out and just <laughs> fight things and have fun and like do anime. I'm gonna go do some anime."
1: No, I love that too. Just fighting for the special effects of it. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I- I've played enough D and D for that to be a cool thing for me.
0: No. Of uh, <laughs> man tabletop games. That's what we just did. But no. Um <laughs> in the main show though, um, Takubi and Lakato are doing like a late night laundry delivery, and like was like, oh, well, like I don't want to be normal cleaning service. I want to clean up problems as well as clothes and make the world sparkling clean. And the Takubi's like, that's really dumb. Stop watching TV. Is this your origin story? <laughs> <laughs> and true. Um, <laughs> little You also get like the start of like the softening though, or like here, like even like Takumi says, like oh, like I kind of like the idea, only kinda though. Yeah, but then like Kaido gets grabbed by the rope and he's like getting attacked by this guy, and then he like appears to be dead, but he's actually like smirking and his eyes turn gray. And he transforms, and I love his snake form with his like jacket as part of it. It looks great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like his whole vibe all together. Like he's such an interesting character. But Not just with this episode, but as we like kind of continue to follow his progress, like everything about him is really fun to see.
0: Yeah. Um, he ends up being in a lot of different toku stuff later, too, just because like he's like a solid, uh, like role actor. He's, um, in Art of Saber, he's in, um, in Super Sentai.
1: I can see it because even in this show, like he he goes through such a diverse range of like emotions, and this is who he is. But then it changes the next second, and he does it really well. Like as an actor, I would be very excited to see him in other TV shows.
0: Uh, he plays Juzo in Samurai Sentai Shinkenger, who's like a demon swordsman. Oh, dang! He looks cool. Yeah, yeah he's really cool. He is very much just like. The cool rival who's also not part of the like villains, like kind of character. And he's great isn't it. Damn, that is a mm. cool looking suit. It's great. <laughs> he has like a bunch of like duels to the death of like the like Red Ranger in that like show, and it's all pretty good. And yeah, um, as Kaido and me are driving, uh, they stop and they see. Oh wait, there's just an orphan there, and then that's when um takumi like runs out and like he's like getting punched so he can't properly transform but it takes a long time so he's like mm-hmm. starting it and then like starting it again and then it, like after three tries he finally gets it and starts to like beat him up and um just i love how like when kaido asks like who are you and then like he's like i'm just a part-time dry cleaner and just you know, <laughs> eat your heart out like saido <laughs> just yeah but then like kiba shows up and it's like that's my friend, you're hurting my friend, like he's a dog, I guess I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah, he jumps in, uh, and that's the end of episode six and episode seven: The Power of Dreams.
1: I'm ready, um, okay, so first off with episode six. I didn't quite catch on, and this is probably just me still kind of getting the hang of these types of shows. I didn't catch on that their um the powers that they get once they change over are kind of related to their animal form. I didn't catch that until he was like howling kind of at the, at the sky. So that's just me being slow. Um,
0: is he though? Because like, yeah, he's a snake.
1: Oh, is he? Because I don't know. He kept howling. So that, I guess that's what threw me off.
0: No, uh, he's howling. Cause, uh, they took an x-ray and he's got that dog in him. That's unrelated. <laughs> oh, so. okay,
1: okay, okay. Yeah, see, that's what it is. My daughter keeps trying to explain that to me and I'm too old to be with it. So, yeah, I I just assumed that she's the one who let the dogs out because that's my generation. But, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, who let the dogs out is just uh, a moment we have later. It's just, who let these boys get rowdy and flirtatious in here?
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's Yumi's fault, but we'll talk about that later, too um so we open up on takumi having this fight uh and we just carry over yumi uh sees transforms gets involved um and it's actually a pretty decent battle i thought uh yumi only very narrowly defeats takumi by uh, uh being able to shield off his blast power which i thought was a really really cool um graphical moment just the way that that he kind of like went flying back
0: i do love how it's like a two-on-one fight and like you see that like kaido and like yuji don't really know how to fight yet they haven't fought like at all really
1: yeah and and takumi is really holding his own like for someone who was a very much reluctant hero he's got very confident moves like he knows what he's doing Um, so it keeps the fight from being boring, which you would expect when it's a two-on-one fight. Um, But after he knocks him back, he kind of knocks him over a ledge, and uh, he de-transforms. But then the very next scene, you get um, Yumi de-transforming also and being like, who the hell was that? Because he actually did quite a bit of damage, and Yumi assumed he was going to be the superior fighter in the battle.
0: Yeah, Yuji's chest is covered in like blue flame he's got like third degree burns later on
3: yeah
1: yeah, he
2: just has like a fucking gaping wound on his chest yeah,
1: yeah and it's amazing because usually when we see these battles like this especially so early in the series like it's very clear that there's you know one person that's severely overmatched and like the the underdog is supposed to rise up and defeat that but they like actually gave each other a good fight so it was super great to see
2: yeah it's definitely, it's definitely like you. Well, all the previous episodes has always been like a touch of death, right? Like the second he just mm-hmm. rider kicks someone, it's like, oh, that's game over. That guy's dead.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why it's so great to see these type of fights. But you know, it, it's setting up to see a lot more of those interesting battles coming up. So, um, but then almost the very next scene, we see Yumi had jumped into this because he thought that uh, Kaido was overmatched. And then, kind of, just kind of leaves him injured on the street, and is like, I've got bigger <laughs> fish to fry. Fuck off!
2: <laughs> I, yeah, he just he just straight up leaves him with a gaping wound in the street. And he's like, later, dude.
1: Exactly. It's like I, I watched that, and I was like, huh? You know, there's usually like some kind of honor among thieves, but with this guy, he's like, Nah, fuck you. I'm I'm done.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and um, I just. Love how like Yuji's immediately just like, yep, I'm he's my Nakaba I would help him, he's my comrade. And then he's like, wait, what? I'm I'm dying here. <laughs> I'm bleeding eternally. I'm not sure if that's good or bad yet. I'm look gonna use this.
1: It's all it it's there's so many um elements about these stories that can be really like heavy and emotional, and then they have these moments where you can't help but laugh. And I feel like the interaction pretty much with everything Kaido, like, early on, you have to laugh because he's just such a ridiculous character. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, after that, we cut to uh, Takumi in the car trying to implore <laughs> his partner in crime not to tell Mari about the battle laws. He's like, no. He, he says, uh, oh, you're so sensitive, wan- not wanting to protect her from how bad it was. And he's like, no, I just don't want her on my ass. It which also made me laugh because I was like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty much their relationship."
0: I love how Kaido asks, "Like, hey, do you want to do some special training?" He's like, "No, why would I do that? That's embarrassing." <laughs> which is very Akira.
1: Like, yeah, everything about this guy, like, from especially for him, like, trying to pretend he doesn't care what anyone thinks. Everything is about like that. Wouldn't look cool if I did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we get a very dramatic scene of Yumi going back to that stained glass window apartment, and uh, he returns to Yuka, and she he collapses, and she's just crying all over him. It's a really quick kind of just emotional scene to show how badly he's been damaged. Uh, and then we get Kaido, kind of, he's like having his villain moment here isn't he he's like looks in the mirror and he like has the joker moment and he starts destroying his apartment uh and it's very dramatic right up until he grabs his guitar and then we like finally get some soul out of him
0: and he's like crying on the ground holding his guitar at the end of the scene
1: yeah it was it was bizarre to see him going from like such crazy energy to all of a sudden like having this very human aspect of like seeing this thing that's so important to him and you get just, like, the quickest flashback, but you, like, are led to understand this is, whatever this guitar means is very important to him.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, so, after that, uh, we kind of cut to just the uh, laundromat gang doing their thing. Mari says that she's going to visit the salon that she's wanted to, or dreamed of being a part of for so long, and see if they've got any openings, and try and be brave about herself um and then uh our boys mentioned that they need to find what they should do with their life but for some reason takumi just moodily eats his salad and i think it's breakfast time so it's kind of out of my understanding why he's eating a salad with chopsticks in the morning but hey more power to him
0: he looked at their coffee was like that's too that's too hot i'm gonna eat some milk and some salad the breakfast champions
1: that makes sense (laughs) um but after that yuka visits i I keep calling her the lady in blue i know that the wiki calls her what is it the smart lady smart lady smart lady okay yeah okay that actually makes more sense i called her lady in blue because of the uniform but
0: i'd be careful on the wiki though because there's a lot of weird stuff on there
1: I I only do it if I'm not sure about what I'm referencing. I, I try not to use it as any kind of, like, actual reference. Um, but she visits Smart Lady because she's worried about Yumi because he's been kind of in and out lately, and she's given a smartphone. Um, she says, you need to help him mature because he still has this, like, ridiculous love of humanity. And she acts kind of confused, but then the smart lady points out, you hate humans. And she has this, like, very real, like, kind of looking next to the camera moment where she's reflecting on all the bullshit she's been through at the hands of humans. And you have this, like, as the audience member, you're like, oh shit, is she about to, like, come into her villain moment?
0: <laughs> and the answer is a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And that's the thing, that's why she's such an interesting character because you you're kind of thrown off balance the entire time. Like what is her loyalty? Where is she at? Um, yeah. So after that, um, Takumi is working in the laundry and here's Kotaro's, uh, talking to a customer and she's just gone overboard talking about her personal problems and about how her son in college isn't speaking to her. Um, um, So he decides to go to the front and tosses her order at her and is like, hey, it's ready to go while she's checking it. He pulls Katara back to the back room and is like, hey, you can't just offer your help to everybody who walks through the store like you're killing me, man. Please stop.
0: We're dry cleaners, not family therapists.
1: (laughs) That's probably the best line of the whole episode.
0: And here, too, is like where we get more of like Togba being like. Your dream's stupid. I don't care what I said like yesterday. Like it's all pointless. Just give up anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we have him kind of going through his emotional stuff, where he seems to flip flop back and forth on how important these things are.
0: Yeah, but they take the they take the job anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because she decides to like trespass and walk to the back of the the building and interrupt them in the middle of argument and be like, "I really need your help."
0: I think this is where they like get the file on Kaido about like his past.
1: Yes, they pull it off on on the phone that she got. Uh and they learn that he was a musical prodigy uh for the classical guitar and went to an uh institute that specializes in music, but he had to give it up because of an accident and it kind of crossfades with him showing up at the Institute with this really kind of crazy manic energy that he's had so far. Um And you get a really like light idea of what might've happened, but then we cut to a guitar class and Kaido interrupts like drumming and singing, which he's been doing the entire time. Like he's scared off a lot of students, but you can tell like this class is not like listening to his bullshit. It's very obvious from the beginning that they don't take him seriously they're not intimidated by this display um and then our very next scene is him being thrown into a display with all these guys from the class around him um so you can tell that like these are the people that he's talking about when he says the people that bullied me this entire time
0: and he's like is like trash talking like five dudes like yep yep keep going I just want enough (laughs) publication to kill you all
1: it almost hurt (laughs) um yeah, but then all of a sudden we kind of get this uh, character we haven't seen before who pulls up on his motorcycle and he's just watching from the distance uh, as the professor from that class runs up into the middle of the melee here um, and pretty much tells them, like, look, musicians don't engage in violence. You're being ridiculous. Um, and that's the first time we've really seen some, like, humility from Kaido because he kind of just agrees and apologizes for causing any kind of trouble.
0: Yeah. And just I do like this moment because like this whole like arc is very much like about him and just like to see, okay, here's what he values. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's starting to put some sense to his character. Um, Yeah. So that was really and I I really like the guitar music in this. I was surprised by that.
0: It's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, but then we cut to Mari in the salon um, and we can tell this is a point where she's this is the uh, the dream place for her. She's like building up her courage, looking around and you can tell that she's obviously starting to kind of get overwhelmed. But um, she's like trying to be really invested in what's happening. And we're we're crossfading to a guy uh, from that class who's playing guitar on a bench when Kaido shows up from the bushes just to tell him that he sucks, <laughs> essentially. Um- yep and then he starts to like go into this villain monologue about you know why he's doing this and how much he loved music but then all of a sudden this guy just turns to dust after his guitar string break uh, <laughs> and it's really <laughs> traumatic
2: well it kind of it sets Kaido up right because now it looks like he's he's murdered someone
0: exactly and that's what Yuka thinks he's like oh no I hadn't done anything yet <laughs> He's like, I didn't do anything yet.
1: That was was probably my favorite line of the entire movie. Yeah, just for him to be like, I didn't do anything yet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he kind of kind of like it common sensically points out that, look, there's got to be another one on the grounds. Like we cannot be the only ones here because neither of us turned him to dust. So we need to figure out what's happening.
2: Did we completely skip over how Kaido can't play the guitar anymore? Like, why? Yeah, let's just, like, talk about his accident, actually. Like, since that, like, comes
0: up, like, three or four times in these episodes.
1: Yeah, I know that it, we kind of get more detail on it later, but it it makes more sense to touch on it now. Yeah.
0: So he uh, was driving his motorcycle, but he later finds out that somebody cut his brakes. Mm-hmm. He goes to stop, um, and then, um an unnamed person in a truck which maybe didn't need to have this person be the truck but hey a truck uh, comes by while he's like got his half destroyed like visor and looks really cool and runs over his fingers and now he can't play
1: Mm -hmm.
2: on his the the hand that he always wears the glove on his like uh, his left hand or whatever
0: yeah so he lost his dream basically Mm -hmm. which we'll come back to a lot
1: yes (laughs) um yeah so after that we uh kind of cut to the mystery man again this time he's walking through campus and then kataro and uh takumi are actually show up in um we find out that this is the son of the customer who was begging them to uh find her college aged some before
0: um here's where we really see how takumi is like flip-flopping though because like at first, he's like, he can do what he wants. Like, stop bothering like, mm-hmm. him, like, him, Katoro. But then he's like, oh, dreams are stupid. Go, like, help your, like, family at home. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's a that's the whole thing with this episode is because Kitero keeps going, whose side are you on? And then Takumi's like, well, whose side are you on? And it's it, it's a very nonsensical argument. And the kid is kind of watching them the whole time, like, I'm just going to play the guitar. I don't care what you guys <laughs> do with this, so... It's it's very funny to watch.
0: This whole show is like which which 19-year-old is the most responsible like emotionally and mm-hmm. we like keep seeing the answer is none of them.
1: Yes, that's exactly. The answer 0% of them. Um <laughs> Uh yeah, so uh, I after that we switch over to the uh stained glass apartment again and um yumi is being told that there's a monster at the institute kaido's telling him stay out of my way i'm gonna do whatever i want to do um yumi tries to tell him look dude i i have thought out revenge before and it put me closer to being a monster you really don't want to do that but of course kaido thinks he's just talking shit and runs off
0: yeah and um is the next scene where we see that like now Takumi comes home and is like, hey, Bari, what's up? She's like, oh, can you tie me? He's like, no, make me some food for your <laughs> dreams.
2: Such a dick. I don't know why Takumi is <laughs> such a dick. He's such an asshole.
1: Yeah, really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, and like she says, like, even the husband's to talk to his wife like that. And he's like, oh, your dreams are all so annoying. Stop lying about it. What's the great to have a good dream?
1: And then Kataro jumps in, of course, because he is all about his dream. Uh, And so (laughs) I'm sorry, they decide that they're going to defend dreams. And then the argument ends with them both calling him pathetic for not having his own dreams and running off and leaving him starving, sitting in the chair.
0: They say it's not like our dreams are inconvenient to you. He says Catero's dream is why I'm exhausted, and then Mars is why I'm starving. I'm literally a victim <laughs> of <laughs> your dreams.
1: <laughs> He's such a dick. I love him.
0: <laughs> he literally could not this character could not exist as a 23 year old.
1: No. <laughs>
0: uh, I think that's
1: what makes it so funny though.
0: And like, um, to go back to our friend um uh, my uh but um so like This show is basically like, okay, like, where do we go from nihilism? It's like, okay, do we go to existentialism? (laughs) And like, this whole arc is, okay, if life has no meaning, how do people find meaning? Like, it's just like, this this show is deeply about that philosophy. It's like, okay, if life has no meaning, you keep living. How do you make something positive of it? How do you make meaning? And like, it's like, to go Mm -hmm. off of the, like, how it changed they literally had the nephew of Kant in it for an episode. So yeah, this is fun. Like I like like how much this arc is just like talking about this and keeps talking about it from here. But yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I think that's when Kaido goes t- to the school to kill people.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's very intent that he's going to do what he wants, including just uh, committing a genocide on an entire musical institute. Um, <laughs> but Is that a genocide? Yeah, cuz that's what he wants to do. He wants to kill everybody. Um, so he's running through the institute he's still kind of like singing to himself like displaying all this manic energy uh, and he transforms in the middle of running through the hallway but then all of a sudden like we start hearing this really lovely guitar song playing um, and it catches his ear and he sort of like wanders off to the shadows to figure out where this is coming
0: from he's like completely like calmed he goes and he talks to mm-hmm. Lula Kazuhiro and he's like the same fingers as mine, like touches his fingers, listens to them, says play for me.
1: hmm. Yeah, he knows that this is a I, I think actually the kid tells him that he was his inspiration and he wanted to to be a guitarist like he was. So this kind of like calms the beast inside this guy who's been erratic the entire fucking time we've known him. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, then we get the full picture of what actually happened for his accident. Um. So we just we kind of get a glimpse of why he's as unhappy as he is um so he asks uh the kid to play for him and they both kind of get lost in the music uh, and we cut over to other things i guess almost just about to the end of the episode yeah um yeah so we see takomi and kotaro in the a uh, laundry truck with Katara apologizing for the argument. Takumi refuses to acknowledge or apologize back. As far as he's concerned, he didn't do anything wrong.
0: I love how Katara's like, "Hey, like, don't you want to apologize to for use that?" He's like, "Nope."
1: The king just came to stretch my legs, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and of course, then we uh, we pass the love of his life on the street again with them not acknowledging who each other are. Um, <laughs> Uh, And then at the Institute, we see a guy who's studying some music kind of going through the guitar motions and then the wind picks up. And then all of a sudden we get a monster that appears and covers them in black smoke.
0: So he is the owl orphanage.
1: He's probably my favorite so far. I really like him.
2: He looks pretty cool.
1: He does. Yeah, I like his powers.
0: His feathers are like a ghillie suit.
1: I love it. I'm down for it. (laughs)
0: if yuka and kataro just had 3ds's and they knew whenever they were passing by like the show would be so much easier for them i think
1: yeah it really would we could save a lot of episodes yeah for sure (laughs) um yeah so takumi and kataro hear the scream from this guy who's being attacked and they find the new orphanage you know of course it prompts a battle and um, it's actually a pretty good one. But just as Takumi is about to lay in the killing blow, the monster obscures everything with his black smoke again. And probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire series flips away into the crowd and transforms so quick. They can't figure out who the hell he is. It's really good.
0: Yeah. Um, and whilst it's like here, I think, is where we also see that Mari is being followed by this one like completely nondescript dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's how we end the episode because it kind of it starts doing that um kind of movie thing where it's like the music gets a little bit slower and the graphics get a little bit more intense. But we see her being followed by another monster and we just kind of fade out with him watching her every move.
0: Um and this next time on is one of my favorites just because it's like all in the guitar song. They have this like kind of just like book any this whole episode
3: mm-hmm.
0: but episode eight the protector of dreams
2: so episode eight starts off with um like it's the guy who's following mari the like weird salary man ock um
3: <laughs>
2: and it's okay here's, here's where it gets weird because we don't know this yet so smart brain or maybe smart lady because like we don't know what their, like, actual relationship is. Like, she clearly works at Smart Brain, but, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're not, like, she's working with the Orphanox, so, like, but the Smart Brain made the belt, so it's like, what's going on? Anyway, th- like, Smart Lady is basically sending someone after the belt to get the belt back. She's a handler as well as a cosplay model. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, she's got a really bizarre role, whatever it
2: is. And um, so Takumi and Keitaro are still just on this dude about going back to his fucking mom like it's their problem. Like, I don't understand why Keitaro is so like, you know, got to go back to your mom. She's worried about you. Like this, this comes up in a lot of like Japanese, like anime and TV shows. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, it's not your issue. Just like, like, why do you care? Right. Um, so they're they're on this kid. A kid i guess he's like a young adult whatever to go back to his mom he's their age yeah
1: <laughs>
2: he's like why should i take advice from you he's like what the fuck are you talking about he's like you
1: clearly don't have your shit together either you're no fucking laundromat
2: right he's like uh you know like my parents never supported my dream and blah 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 stuff like that. It's just very i don't know It's just very melodramatic type stuff like i mean th- that's yeah. that's what this whole like section of show is about, it's about people following in their dreams <laughs> Um, then we cut to Kaido's just Kaido's just hanging out at a, at a table and three, three other students from his like ex guitar class show up and they're like, we're going to kill you because you murdered the other people. And it's like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> hang on. You have absolutely zero proof that he did fucking anything Two, how the hell do you know that? <laughs> also, you
1: killed them. So we're going to kill you back. What's.
2: Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Oh, yeah, well, you killed them, so we're gonna." So, yeah, it's like okay, just on the grounds of the the university, no problem. We'll just do it. Don't worry about it.
1: It's fine. It's fine.
2: It's like okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I think that some of this
0: stuff does read a little different. So first off, kind of showing up to a school to kill people reads a lot different when you don't mm-hmm. live in modern yep. like Western like society, right? But also here is like, oh, this is fun.
2: Yeah, it's a bit much, right? When they're like, oh, we're just going to come and kill you. It's like that escalated, especially when you have no.
1: Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. And and when you're like five on one, uh, do you have to say things like that? Like, you're already over the top, my guy.
0: Are you enjoying that can of water? We're going to murder you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. What the fuck, guys?
0: (laughs) And the professor shows, I was like. Don't worry. It It wasn't wasn't him. him.
1: It's like,
2: oh, okay. (laughs) how how do you know? Exactly.
1: It's like, we don't know who did it, but we know it wasn't this guy or this guy. Like, what? What the fuck are you talking about, professor? Mm
2: -hmm. So there's this while this is going on. There's this whole side plot with Mari about her taking her hairdresser test at the, the hairdresser place. And she's got to give people a sick ass perm in under 30 minutes. And she's just getting like cussed out by her employer. I guess the
1: man. Yeah, it, it looked like it was meant to be a manager. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Cause she
0: like takes like a 20 minute job and does a really bad job in like 37 minutes. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh Mm-hmm. After Kaido gets accused of or not accused of murdering people. Um. Him and him and Kiba decide to to talk about how much they do or don't hate humans, and I think Kaido's come to the conclusion, yeah, humans are kind of shit, and I have powers now, so if I kill them, it's okay. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, not the most villainous thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very straightforward.
1: I I kinda understand. Yeah.
0: Uh is here where we get the first here's what a dream is conversation. I believe so, yes.
1: But definitely not the last time.
0: No, not the last time. But um, so Kaido asks, like, Kiba, have you ever had like a dream? And he's like, no, nothing special.
3: <laughs>
0: I think people kind of forget how big a part of like Kiba being like Takumi is part of the show, but it's major. <laughs> it's the biggest part of the show, I feel like. Um, but then what Kaido says, if you ask me, a dream is the same as a curse. Treating your dream is the only way. To break free. Well, but if you ask me, a person who can't achieve their dream will forever be cursed. And that's a pain you never understand. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I I mean, it. it's it's it, it explains everything. I'll, I'll give it that. It feels a little bit heavy handed at the moment. But I mean, I, I get where he's coming from or where they're trying to say he's coming from.
0: Mm-hmm. It's in the text. This is like how he's acting. This is how he feels. Like we see him. This is real to him. This is like he's lost all he loves. And like right. even going forward, he's like in the in the next couple of episodes like I don't know what to do with my life.
2: Mm-hmm. So, and now it's time for dinner. Yeah, it's time for dinner. So, um, Mari has made like uh, I forget what it's called, like a yak a yakgudong. I don't remember something dong. Yeah. Um, she's made dong and. Takumi's like oh you could try to burn my burn my mouth again like you know my my mouth is sensitive <laughs> like he's just is just like such a wiener yeah that'd be true um so she's like fine then I, I, I didn't want to make you food anyway and she leaves because he's just being a dickhead for no reason um and she's kind of mad because like her her test thing didn't go as well. Like she had to get her perm under 20 minutes and she like did it in 32 and it looked like garbage. And the person's like, this and looks she's like garbage, blaming
1: him for it because he threw a tantrum the night before. Yeah. So like, she felt like didn't that, get that to was practice. why she didn't get her practice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When Catero like says like, it's not really his fault. She's like, OK, well, I'm
2: God, I'm not going to live here anymore.
1: I'm leaving. Fuck you guys. Yeah, exactly.
2: So she she leaves and then Takumi like you know he's attempting to eat his fucking gyudon. He's like, now nah, I feel bad because I do actually have you know some kind of a con conscience despite being like very cindery <laughs> about everything.
1: And I know for a fact I can't blow hard enough to make this cool enough to eat, so I need to apologize. Yep. So she'll come make me something I can I can consume.
0: <laughs> you have forty five minutes until it's cool enough to eat. I should go talk to her.
1: Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: So <laughs> he goes and apologizes to her, and she's like, "Oh, it's fine." Blah blah blah, and they go back to their house. Um, I mean, it's 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 a nice character moment because you actually do see that like Takami does have feelings, and he's not like this like
3: mm-hmm. asshole
2: robot. Um, so as they're going home, it's very clear that they're they're being like followed by something or someone. You don't really know what it is. I'm gonna assume that it's the Owl Man, but can't be hundred percent sure on that one. And uh, it cuts back to Mari again, doing her doing her test. And she's she gets told, oh, she did a good job this time before they are like seen
0: being followed, though. She gives her version of what a like dream is, though, where like, oh, she's asked by like talk Hey, why do you care so much?
1: Yeah. And that's really a good dichotomy from previously when they were having kind of a more negative view of what dreams were. So I, I liked how they played that over this episode.
0: She says having a dream can be painful at times other times it pushes you forward says, i don't get it all that much but it seems like a nice thing to have yeah and
2: yeah um that's where kaido's with yuka yeah so no um i mean my next note is that uh they go to the university i guess kaido and mm-hmm. yuka are at the university and yuka catches the the old man teacher sabotaging the kid that Kaido's been kind of like uh, training on mm-hmm. the, the guitar. They, they catch him sabotaging his bike in the, almost the identical way that Kaido's was. And she's like, oh, I, I knew something was up. Like you're doing shady shit. And then turns out teacher is the owl orphanage.
1: Right. I love this scene so much because he he immediately transforms to try and intimidate her. So she transforms to jump back
2: <laughs> and he's like, ah, shit. She
1: legitimately almost looks at him like you fucking loser and just walks off. Like it's one of the best scenes.
0: She might only be like a year or two younger than everybody else, but she's way younger than everybody else. So she's like taking a lot of this really hard and really emotionally. So this is like a big this all hits her very hard, you know?
1: Yeah, but I mean, look what she's already gone through before she ever transformed. Like she already had like the worst childhood you can imagine. So pretty much everything that happens to her, she reacts with like with a shrug of her shoulders at this point.
0: Two great small things that um, at the start of the day, uh, before uh, people start leaving, we see that Takubi tells Katero, oh, he's not going to go out tonight, or out today because he's tired, and that leads to him actually. Shadowing Mari because like he knows she's being followed. <laughs> uh the professor, he like is walking by the studio and like is like in the control room and turns up to hear the playing, and that's how he decides, oh, oh right, yes, this yes. Is this yes. new kid. <laughs> I gotta get him.
2: He's too good. Um so uh <laughs> where hang on, where I lost my notes here. Um This is where Kaido is like this, cherish your fingers. Yeah, right. we've been hopping around a He's lot. Like, he, yeah, he's basically like, tears your fingers." The the teacher comes in and he's like, "Oh, maybe someday you'll be as good as Kaido. You're already better than Kaido. <laughs> Fuck Kaido! What a piece of shit!" And it's like, I, "I'm in the room." Like,
1: yeah, well, that's kind of what uh, clues Yuka to the situation mm-hmm. too, because yep. isn't he? He says something like, "You're gonna end up just like he is now," yeah, and yeah. that kind of like it's makes like, her makes her raise the eyebrow. Like, hold up. Yeah, like, I'm following him around because of how he is now. What do you mean this kid is going to be like him? Yeah, she's, she's got
2: the, the fucking, the, like, Pythagoras yeah. theorem fucking meme going on, like...
1: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. probably one of the sharpest ones in this whole episode. because she's just like, oh, this dude is bad, like Scooby-Doo level bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, and then it it basically... I don't know how much I'm skipping over here, but uh they basically get to the point where like Takemi is like going to fight the owl orphanage. What, what am I missing? There's something I've definitely missed I've skipped over. You mentioned earlier, but when she like cleared her
0: test, she was like a minute over, but right. like got the time as a bonus because she had so yes, good. Mar, and yeah, yeah. smiling. Uh-huh.
1: And I think in between that it's just some like kind of inner cutting with the scenes of him playing the guitar. Right. And- uh, yeah, them kind of being into their thing. Yeah, we did a lot of cutscenes over this episode.
0: So, um, what c- connects that, uh, we missed though is that, um, so Mari is coming home from getting the job mm-hmm. and the scarab Orphanuck is like stalking her, but Takumi knew he was, so he steps out, right, and just like is going to confront him. That's happening while. The professor goes and sees Kiba in the room, but also while Yuka is asking Kaido to play with her just once,
2: right, right, right. Okay, or play for her for once. <laughs> I do, I do like that when the when the Scarab Orphanok like shows up, and he and uh, Takami shows up to like defend uh, Muddy. He like flashes the belt like a fucking piece. He like he yeah. like s- like opens his jacket just enough to show the belt. Like I'm gonna fucking kill you,
1: <laughs> right.
2: Got that thing on me.
0: I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, I love this whole fight being in like trees that have like lights on them, but the lights aren't on. So there's like midday, like a cold wintry, like spring, fall, whatever day. It's a great feel.
2: Yep. And then there's the fight between um the other two where it's just, it's playing like, I, I don't know what, what the random ass Italian was. I assume that's the name of the song that plays that shows up. Yeah, it's four divertentos up in
0: degree one, and a Tito Rosazio is the song. We get a black screen, and that comes on. It's like, oh, like now the song starts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we find out that um the professor was driving the truck that ran over right, like, yes. Kaido's head, which it's is so <laughs> depressing. So much.
1: Yeah, it was just it was so intense, and it was just like, come on, guy, like. The one person that he has respected this entire time is the person who destroyed. I have him, to assume that he's
2: he's been the the orphanoc this entire time, right? Right. And that's why he did it. And I think that the Scarab was just like the dude hunting
0: Mary. Mm-hmm. We don't actually get much character on him. He's just like there to kill her.
2: Mm-hmm. And they have a big old fight. Um, I love. There's
0: a moment where like. They, like, superimpose, like, uh, the strings of like, the guitar on the steps where Fize is fighting with the, like, Scarab, and, like, mm. you can see his hand playing, and the strings are where they're walking.
2: It is a neat... is neat. Um.
1: Yeah, I really like that set of uh, clips. <laughs>
2: So they're fighting and then I don't know why this happens, but, but the, the fucking bike shows up in robot form and like almost blasts Takumi's (laughs) ass and he's like, Hey, like, what the hell, what the hell are you doing? Like you almost shot me.
1: (laughs) He says, don't do that. You almost shot me.
2: (laughs) And then apparently this bike is full of surprises. He just pulls the handle out into a fucking sword, which that's pretty neat. Yeah. I know what this bike is
0: called. It's called the Auto Vagin. No, it's
1: no, it's not. No, it's not
0: the Auto Javin.
1: I was about to say that's that's a lesbian porn. <laughs> don't don't try to spread that misinformation.
0: Different thing. <laughs> Hold up. Uh,
1: <laughs> <the> Auto Vagin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's one letter I got wrong. That, it happens. <laughs> it's it's, uh, that's Javin. all you need, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. You oh, learned a lesson. <laughs> yeah learned a lot of learned a lot of lessons at the auto badger this week learned a lot <laughs> uh, but no um just <laughs> I love how this is like the weird stuff that crossed over from change rod to the show is like what if your bike is a robot what if there's pickled plums right yeah
1: <laughs> the pickled plums got me I was like this again okay I'm down for it
0: yeah um both Kiba and Takumi, though, like do tell the person that they're about to fight, like what they've learned about dreams, and like the moment where Takumi's is like, "I don't have dreams um, myself," but even so, I can protect the dreams of others. That's kind of what makes this a famous episode. This is one of the most famous episodes of *Common Rider*. Oh, really? And like uh-huh. that moment is like super talked about. I'm pretty sure, like what I've read is both in the like western and japanese fandom it's a very big episode and moment that like it's like brought up a lot and like a lot of people like oh this is my favorite episode like this is like for me this is probably the episode that got me where i was like oh this is a thing this is not Mm -hmm. just something i'm watching on like put locker because i saw a clip on youtube this is like something i'm like really into uh but yeah so the whole like so many MVs back in the day had the scene of him like talking about dreams as he's about to transform 2006 YouTube that was hot (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this is just like a big seminal moment where a lot of people are like oh like in polls they would say like this is like the best episode of Captain Rider that kind of stuff
1: no I get it though because that is there's a lot of I think this show really excels at having moments that on the surface don't look To have a lot of depth, but if you, like, really stop and think about what's happening and kind of what they're addressing, this, that's one of the reasons I enjoy it so much. And that's why I said in our chat earlier, like, this show keeps impressing me, because it does have a way of addressing these really profound moments, but doing it in a way where you don't feel overwhelmed by it. You don't feel like it has to be this, like, earth-shaking moment. More like on reflection.
3: Mm.
1: Like... Because at the time, you're probably thinking, oh, that's a really nice thing for him to say. But that later on, you're like, God damn, he literally just said, I don't understand this, but I'm willing to protect it. Like, it's one of those things that kind of hits you over time. And the show has a lot of those moments. So I appreciate that a lot.
0: Yeah. And like, I just my favorite comic writers are the ones where they have no money and no place to live. and they <laughs> Find their place. In society like that was like, oh, common and writer other and transient. <laughs>
1: yes yeah
0: that's not always happened in the modern shows but like even when it does it's like yeah like uh, <laughs> this is it yeah have no money
1: hell yeah we're running a laundromat together why not fuck it
0: get powers have beliefs yeah and do a kick love it I'm a sicko for kicks and beliefs
1: <laughs> I'm all about the kicks baby
0: exactly um did you see the the common uh, rider reference in the Mario movie David when you saw it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was also a moment for me. I was like, "Yeah, we're here." <laughs> That's how the episode ends though, right? Cuz they just like both swing true. like I think like Kiba swings through the smoke and like flies his sword launches the guy in the air. The last
2: the last thing that happens <laughs> um is is Kaido throws his guitar over the railing which I, I oh, guess yeah. is like you know because this is an episode all about people having dreams and what they do with their dreams and I guess like him throwing it over the edge is like him kind of like letting his dream die or like giving up on his dream he says like I've met a person who can play in my place
1: yeah but it's weird that you could, like she took it personally she was very upset by that whole situation
2: I mean, to be fair, he did play a fucking six solo for a guy who's supposed to have busted ass fingers. So
1: that's true. Yeah, it was just it it seemed kind of disproportionate. But we see in later episodes, they're kind of like setting up a weird dynamic between those two. So that was probably just the start of it. But it seemed kind of just out of place for me.
0: Imagine you're 17 and a like strange, handsome man plays the most beautiful guitar you've ever heard and then it's like oh i'm good now throws it the window you're like oh damn that's all my things i'm 17 you got me. be
1: i mean i still liked girls at 17 so i don't know that it would have affected me that much but i get where you're coming from
0: just swap that gender though but, okay <laughs> A, like girl all clad in denim play guitar really like incredibly and then like broke the guitar saying i've given up my dreams you're like oh shit <laughs>
1: I was about to say, excuse me, I'm not going to be available for the rest of this episode.
0: Yeah. Found exactly. the love of my
1: life. Let me go pursue her. No, I get it. Okay, I'm there. That's episode
0: eight. And on episode nine, enter the president. I <laughs> don't know why I said it like that. Uh, But because that's
2: how you should say that title.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Enter the president. <laughs> why does it sound like the opening to like Resident Evil? <laughs>
1: enter
2: the president.
1: I, actually let me ask a question before we get into this the president I have seen him before in something he's else in right okay yeah cause I was like yes. he looks incredibly familiar to me I'm not just imagining
2: I forget who he was in Garo um, but he
1: he's got such a distinctive face
2: yes oh who is he in Garo he's um, in the episode called Shirin because I looked this up um he, what's his name? His name is Mitsuki Yuji. Yeah, I'm looking now.
0: Mitsuki Yuji of, he, he's Kauru's dad. Okay. there you go. Okay,
1: okay, 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 yeah, I recognize it. Because I distinctly remember I've seen him before and he always plays like a kind of like not great guy, no matter what role it is that I've seen
0: Hey, he ignored
2: his dying wife and made that like mural so good. <laughs> <laughs> He's all for that. That's true. Okay, that's I'm like I'm like yeah, I'd seen him before too, and I'm like, oh, it's this guy from Thing.
1: <laughs> and that was like I had that issue because there have been a couple of times like where we've looked at something and I thought that I knew uh, the character from one common writer and i was completely wrong about which one it was so i i am just the worst with like cataloging these
0: series i forgot to mention steph but how soon did you notice that mari was from kiva
1: that actually i think it was about like episode six that's how long it took me to, to make that connection but it's just because like i said before i kind of i i doubt myself continuously like Mm-hmm. oh no have I seen this person before or am I just imagining that <laughs> so
0: they did like a weird web series that was like alternate universe and she was like she played a character called smart queen in this weird 2022 like special like episode
3: that's
1: awesome <laughs> I-, I love how the actors for these series are always just so versatile like it doesn't matter what you put them in like with me especially they're gonna fool me I'm going to forget that I've seen them in something before because they're so great about just completely changing the type of role they play. I, I feel like that's very different from Western media where people get typecast so easily.
0: Mm-hmm. But this new president Murakami is quirky. He's got a he rights to work in it full and he says hi to everybody with just one hand.
1: But makes them bow to him?
0: <laughs> you know, Weird. he's not making them. He's appreciating that they are
1: hashtag just corporate things
0: yeah oh he he's he's crazy on linkedin he's just like go wild he's like
1: <laughs> he's the one that's
0: here's a picture of me at this mountain
1: he's he's like posting like a semi racist rants, but like covering it under the guise of corporate speak like he's that guy
0: Uh. but no um he has the apple laptop and you was making f- food and then kind like we don't need to eat what are we gonna do with our lives <laughs> and then like when kiba (laughs) says oh we're human we should protect humans he's like what are you some kind
2: of superhero (laughs) i'd rather kill people smell like bitch in here (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) that's that's exactly the attitude he had (laughs) to
0: and then kiba says like uh like pulling out from like reginald vel johnson just like you could never kill you for no reason i know you and then like you're our friend and then like my first thought was like michael jordan making grievances how like he? yeah maybe kaido would have a reason but he's like really good at making them he wants them
1: and and my whole thing was what up until this point has convinced you that this dude is your friend like he (laughs) has caused you nothing but heartache at every possible turn
2: he literally left you dying in the street last week
1: (laughs) he would not have cared if you never recovered like, literally.
0: He does not know that you killed his professor. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I think because... Okay, so he's a stray, so he, he must be a friend, you know? We found him.
1: <laughs> Which is weird because up until the accident, he had had such a good upbringing. So I don't understand why he acts as socially unaware as Yuka does. Like, there's... Uh, I don't know. His innocence is annoying sometimes. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, that's just uh, that could be the title of the show, I guess, but
1: yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, but leaves and then we cut to the laundromat and there's this lady and I'm like, man, Catero, what's going on? Because She gets two things. It cost her 200 yen. I was like, you got to up your prices, dude. That's like not anybody.
1: That's what I said. I was like, you can't even get a cup of coffee for that. Please love yourself.
0: Um. Then she says, She's dealing with a thief. Then, um, like, just like to wrap this plotline like around a bit. um Later on, we see that like now, Catero goes to her house and like she tells him, "Oh, this thief around this whole neighborhood. He's been stealing all my beef stew, but he cleaned my bathtub, so I want him to come back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's so hoping he comes so back weird. because he
1: did such a good job cleaning.
0: And yeah, just the most change around of all of these dudes so far is this guy, uh, the like snail Orthodox?
1: I just wanted to be like, why are you reporting him? If he hopes he comes back, like I wouldn't say shit to the police. I'd just be like, well, I'm going to pay him in beef stew. If he cleans my bathtub that well, I don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> I'm going to pay him in beef stew is like such a loaded. That's a loaded sentence. Oh, but no. Well, um,
1: clean the bathroom and see what I mean
0: then Takumi gets back from driving school and he's so not a typical Japanese protagonist because like he's asked by Mari how it was he's like good I slept a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then like she's like says something like what kind of hero doesn't follow the law while he drives also we don't need to deal with fines and then Takumi's like I'm a hero <laughs> and then Mari says am I wrong Like, I'm not sure how I feel about that how we feel some kind of way
1: <laughs> hey girl
0: <laughs> and like I like seeing that like okay so Takumi is like changing how he thinks about what he's like doing in the world but also once Kater comes and says hey guys new job for us, they're like
2: this is dumb <laughs> get out of here
1: <laughs> fuck you
2: <laughs> wait are, are bro, we skipping over the fucking part where fucking Mari and Takumi get like taken to smart brain no, that's ne- that, that's a little later. Is it because in my notes it's reversed? Weird.
0: The start of the episode, like we first see Takumi when he comes in from driving school and is like, hey, slept a lot. She's like, oh, good job. Hmm. <laughs> that's when she gets a call from Smart Brain and then they go into Smart Brain. Right.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep.
0: And um, like, let's just like follow this plot line because, like, some off kilter music plays in the building. They meet this lady. They get brought to rooms. Okay, hang on. And there's clothes
2: for them. Correct me if I'm wrong. That lady is smart lady, right? I don't think so. I couldn't tell. Was she? No, she looked older.
1: Yeah, she kind of looked like a uh, an older handmaid or something. Hmm, Okay. (laughs) Her role was really weird because she was only in like those two scenes.
0: Yo, that's wild to describe somebody as a handmade stuff.
1: Oh, I'm. Well, doesn't she like help her get dressed?
0: No, yeah, like it, it, it just sounded like, oh man, she looks like a handmaid over there. Like, oh. so, sorry, you're right. Just, <laughs> I, I was like, she's somebody as a handmaid. Is very good. <laughs> uh.
1: Okay, there was one or two beers involved with tonight's recording.
0: But no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no um so um they have their outfits and like he has a tuxedo and she has this like silver blue dress like powder blue
1: it looks like like almost like prom dressing or something it's really kind of strange for the setting
0: yeah because (laughs) the president of smart brain wants to bring them into his speakeasy from (laughs) Garo right yeah talk
2: about stuff (laughs) Uh, would you like to see my portal to the demon realm where i'm going to summon the god of destruction later
1: not if I have to wear a fucking tuxedo.
2: For some reason, remember them being masked at the
0: scene, but they're not. They're just like in no. tuxedos and like dresses. But
1: you were you were thinking it was more of an eyes wide shut <laughs> moment than it actually was.
0: <laughs> Open your eyes for the next wide <laughs> shot, Yes, <laughs> that's the tagline. Right, that's
1: what the new monster's <laughs> name is.
0: <laughs> no, it. I can't imagine <laughs> when somebody at that party is like, hey. Hey, Takabi, my dream is to just, like, get deep in there. Like, well, like, that sucks. Get out of here. <laughs> not my dream.
1: My dream is to rearrange them guts. What? Nothing. <laughs>
0: Man, I, I hate dreams. People are so weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um,
1: this is why we're not allowed to produce a show.
0: But uh, so um, the president comes in, but it's not her dad. It's Murakami, the new president and he tells some lie he's like oh recently like your dad's been hard to reach he probably went on some impulsive vacation have some soup here's some maids and like when takumi tries to blow on the soup he's like you do a him. he's like no please don't do this this is weird (laughs) he has some maid to do it
1: yeah i was with him i was like i was horrified i was like please do not let anybody put their mouth on my soup that is just disgusting
2: this this is some fucking cross-contamination gross
1: Exactly. We just had a whole pandemic about this. Please, let's not do it again.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, like, um, he says, "Did you bring the item we discuss?" And then, like, that's when they kind of move the belt over. But like, she understands. Okay, it belongs to smart brain. They say they're like going to find him, whatever. And like, talking to me he's like, wait, but this is like my identity. <laughs> this is what I do. I don't know why or if I want to, but it is. Yeah, and he has that moment.
1: It was kind of great for him to. That's the first real moment that you get to see him showing any kind of like real emotion too, and it's not in a very obvious or like overstated way. It's literally just him saying, "Hey, you're giving away something that I've kind of been doing for a bit now. Like, are you sure? What's what's happening here?"
0: And like eventually, they do give it away, but like Takumi's upset over this. He's like really doesn't know
2: and like that, his next episode should about like oh I mean rightfully so I mean like they literally handed the the belt that they've been fighting Orphanox with to like the shadiest motherfucker on the planet
1: who's given them no reason to trust him
2: <laughs> yeah it's like oh yeah your dad's just not here uh, I'm not gonna elaborate further than that it's like
1: yeah give me the most powerful thing you have in your possession just totally trust me like none of that makes
2: Yeah, like Cyberdyne.
0: It's a trustworthy name, please. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Kiba is trying to meet the president and the smartly he's like, his schedule's full, but it's okay. I can blow you a kiss. Then he like recoils from it like he's disgusted by this.
1: (laughs) He reminds me of like the grown up version of any show that we've ever watched that had like a child. As one of the main characters, he he kind of reminds me of like a grown up version of one of them, just like with that still innocence, but also kind of superhero aspect. He's got a really interesting character. I like him a lot.
0: Yeah. Keep is great. He did. He's definitely like so he doesn't know what he wants. Like he like the thing that I love about is that it gives people very strong ideals. And then it's like, OK, do you really mean that? <laughs> Mm -hmm. as hard as we can but then uh, once uh, the president has uh, the belt they're escorted out and then like he looks after them like they're only children after all (laughs) I've got the belt and Mari and Takumi are having some drinks and then Kiba walks in and then like that's what Takumi wants to like leave because he's like okay I hate this guy (laughs) fuck that guy But uh, he forgot his wallet, and she only brought $10, so it costs $12. He's like, oh, no. And then, like, he, like walks over and is like, oh, here you go. And then, um, is like, promise me that you'll change your ways and live an honest life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because he's still giving Takumi shit because he thinks he tried to steal his car, and he's a worthless piece of shit the entire time.
0: He says, you're still living like this? Like, what's that mean like oh bitch you live like this
1: which is hilarious because he has such a good heart so you know he doesn't mean anything by it but if you're takumi you're like what the fuck with this guy
0: yeah and like mari gets his number so she can pay him back but also like she's got interest She's like oh this guy's like nice and that's new i I don't know guys could do that
1: you catch her like staring at him constantly so yeah there's definitely something there
0: oh and um while they got Drake's, that's when Takumi, like, actually was like, oh, what happened to your parents? He's like, oh, they died in, like, an anime fire <laughs> and they're all dead and I got adopted. <laughs> an anime fire. And yeah, um, then Yuka comes to the store to get dry cleaning, but it's locked. So Kater runs up saying, sorry. And then he's like, oh, you are from before You lost your phone. And then, like, he takes her phone and is like, ah, her name. I'm glad it's not her first name. That would be too easy. Um, there's a smart braid meeting, but the president's asleep. But somebody wakes him up. Then he like speed reads the report. He's like, this is subpar work. Do it again. You weren't ready to enter the president.
1: <laughs> it takes more prep work to enter the president.
0: Exactly. But at, at night, it's neighborhood watch time. And the kid goes, oh, we don't have the belt. And then Mario's like, oh, we'll help more people this way. That's what I he's like. Let's go home. We can't catch this thief like this. And then there's a scream. They're like, oh, this way. And while it's happening, Smart Lady is in her sports car again, and some thugs are like, Hey, Mr. President, we're gonna kill you.
1: Yeah, bizarrely.
0: The president says, You must not have heard, but I hate being served in my sleep. And then he opens like the car to one thug, and then he like has this one guy say, like, oh well, pretty soon you'll be sleeping real good. (laughs) Much surely if you do president smart brain. And like one hits him with a stick, but the stick sets on fire, then he levitates and like throws like a like big like flame ball at them like he's Frieza and they leave again
1: it was a wild uh, battle non-battle scene
0: <laughs> but Tugby and Lakator are thrown off this feet and they're like oh it's the snail Orphanok. but then Fai shows up to fight it and this Fize is like moving different and then they're like oh it's Kaido he's Fize now
1: we find out he's not great at it
0: no way
2: no. no he's not <laughs>
0: Because like this dude gets away, but also like I love how Kaido moves so differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he's not great at this shit. Um, and also nobody knows who he is because they didn't know that he was beating a character they
2: met. They're like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> my question is, is like, he's already an orphanock with powers. Like, does he really need the Fi's belt?
1: That was my question too. I, I I couldn't understand the logic.
2: I think the implication is like.
0: Fi's belt is like a flat power level so unless you like have a lot of experience you're probably not as strong but I, that's not really said anywhere i don't know right
1: I, it would make sense because they do really kind of uh point to the fact that since yuji uh transformed when he died he kind of like might have some additional power or or like privilege within the race or something so I think there's probably some, like, rules that we're not privy to just yet that might start to come out later on in the series.
0: The way the president talks to him is very much like, oh, you're a natural, meaning that you're just better than like people who are made. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering how that's going to kind of uh, manifest across, like, if there's going to be something that's, like, maybe stronger than him that comes, you know. Just speculation.
0: This thief takes off his mask. He's just a super ordinary looking kind of dumpy dude, and then Smartly shows up and he's like, "Hi again. You must kill." <laughs> <laughs> I I don't
1: want to like her character, but I I fucking adore it. <laughs> I honestly do.
0: I mean, yeah, she's very good at what she does. What she does is very nice.
1: She's she's fucking psychotic, and I love it. I'm here for it.
0: The way that she says now very scary mr faz will be coming to punish all of the naughty orphanage he's like oh this is just a weird propaganda like he's our boogeyman which like mm-hmm. i guess like an orphanage can't be yeah and uh he says i'm not sure if i can kill people he's like just believe in yourself
1: <laughs> yeah it's very like dark disney princess just believe in yourself it's fine
0: yeah it's great um Kaido shows uh, his belt off and is like, just so you know, it's my new purpose. I'm going to kill uses orthodox that don't kill people or who defend them.
2: Kiba, you better rethink your strategy there, bud.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, lo- I just love the way Kaido talks to you. He's just like, he's so just, uh, he reminds wow. me so much of Akira. <laughs> yeah.
1: He has so much, like, unearned arrogance right. and that never fails to amuse me.
2: Has Kaido ever won a fight yet? No. No. He's jobbed every fight. So I don't know where the confidence comes from. Be Kaido. I guess so, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's all mouth. I'm, that's that's his entire strength is just being able to talk enough shit to get people off their game.
0: Um, and, like, here's where we get, like, the, the pickled plums where, like, uh like Takabi's like dropping them and they're all like pickled plums. It's a callback. Much better callback than just what it happened in Chokekigore. Right.
1: <laughs> I really want to try pickled plums now because every time we've watched something that has them on, then it, it just makes it look like the most intense flavor experience you can have.
2: They're not good. That's what I was gonna say. They sound <laughs> like they're not good. They are. They are not. They are not good. I don't know. Some people love them, but they mm, no. <laughs> I mean, like, they sound like the
0: kind of thing that becomes part of your diet because, like, scurvy is a concern.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like gotcha. you, you have to eat this, not that you want to eat this. It's struggle gotcha. food. Yeah. 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 So it's like oh, culturally, or just like
0: oh. <laughs> Hundred years ago, people started to buy this a lot because it was the only way to get like this certain vitamin, right. You
1: know? right? Yeah, I get it.
0: And then, um, Kiba meets with the president who's like, You're a rare original, you're a shiny duck <laughs> Uh, but no, um, and then he's like, I'm human, I won't, and I won't kill people. But the president's like, Your way of life is unacceptable. And the kaiba says, Why must I live by your standards? What's the purpose of this company? And he's like, Well, I can't say anything about that except for a baby cries at birth. And They have no say in the matter, or they can cry <laughs> or laugh at death as their choice and theirs alone. And he was like, I'm human.
1: Yeah, I love the fact that he's so like militant about this. Like, you can say whatever you want, but I've already just chosen my path and I've already died and come back to life once. So I don't really care what you have to say about the situation.
0: We get a conversation between um, Kaido and Yuka where she's like, oh, she's just like, hey, you like people, too, don't you? She's like, no, I don't. And then like, he runs off, and then she gets like accosted by some horny skaters, and she's like, "Hey, y- yeah, why not? Like, you're catcalling me, but like, <laughs> want to
2: go like to a baseball stadium and fuck?" And he's like, "Oh man, remember, remember the early '90s with roving skateboard rape gangs?" Yeah. <laughs> In their defense, like they were just like,
0: "Hey, want to have some fun?" And she's like. Yeah, sure. She's like, yeah, I'll suck like, your yeah, dick. It's both stadium. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they meant, hey, let's go skate together. Like, we all
2: lose a <laughs> I would, I would love if that's, like, actually what they meant. They're like, hey, you want to just go skating later? <laughs> She's like, now I'm going to murder you.
1: Yeah. And she, like, got on her knees and they were like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing, lady? Please. <laughs> they
0: were just trying to get her to join, like, the Foot Clan and go, like, play some underground arcade machines. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: And she just assumes that like this is a, a banger brothers or like an OnlyFans thing, and she's just like, yeah, like well, yeah, I'm down. And they're like, no, stop. Don't touch us like that, lady. Stop. We just
2: want to buy you a new deck. Like, chill out.
1: <laughs> Seriously, we wanted to teach you to Ollie. Relax.
0: Yeah, why do I Ollie your balls, oh Joe? This is terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're gonna get demonetized, guys.
1: We just started a whole new channel. I love it.
2: Just wait till I show you my kickflip.
1: <laughs> I really shouldn't have taken a drink just then.
0: There must be like a horror movie where it's like, oh, like Bang Bus goes wrong. Just like the Hitcher, but
2: Bang Bus. Oh, 100%. That has to be. <laughs> I mean, that's probably like a low rent horror movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If Black Busters were still a thing, we'd find it there.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. but before they could find the secret tape. She uh turns into her, her full crate for but kills them, as one does. And like she says it too, like like oh definitely, I- I'm definitely like wondering if I want to kill people. Also, I'm gonna say yeah, I'll show you fun, lots of fun before she kills three dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes you just gotta let off some steam.
0: Being you let off some steam, Taco B is ironing, and they're like, oh, he's doing it real slow, and they're like, wait, it's not even plugged in.
1: My favorite part is they talk enough shit about him that it eventually snaps him out of his stupor to be like, guys, what the fuck?
0: And like he goes to leave and they're like, but your license is better. He's like, not anymore. <laughs> and that scene um ends with Margaret getting texted a picture of her elementary school reunion.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we get to the to detectives and they're like, why are these cases all getting dismissed? And these new bodies are being claimed unrelated. Also, the subway search has been like called off. And then we see
2: the two subway workers are like, hey... I had completely forgot about these guys until now.
1: (laughs) I was about to say, uh, I have to be honest, I had to. So the fact that they suddenly started to tie this into our main story, I was like, oh shit.
0: (laughs) They go looking for other ways out. And then a mysterious guy with a flashlight comes in the room. They were just in and like looks at the wall, including a name tag that says Mari's name.
1: Mm -hmm. And then it cuts back to her looking at that picture again.
0: And I love how it's like, 2003 so she's like yeah this is a really bad picture i can't really tell but i'm pretty sure that's like my class of union this is bad camera phone picture Ugh. and then like so we see that like is just like at a stop and then kaido blows up and says hey can you keep up and they have a like race like a <laughs> battle race because like i guess we find out that like kaido found out that takumi used to be five and was beating him up so now he's gonna just ram his motorcycle and try and kill him
1: yeah but they never really clarify that either so i i I guess it's one of those things like if you started on this episode you'd whether you'd wonder where the fuck this beef came from it's just weird
0: you also wonder um how much does not care about his license he's gonna get suspended again being in a battle race
1: serious that was my first thought too i was like dude you just got this license back do you want to go back to after riding bitch with mari like controlling the pedals for you
0: and like this fight's intercut with like Katero's like delivering yuka's clothes and is like happy to see her but then mari runs up with an item and then it's like oh like Kiba answers the door then they're like having a like hangout session where she's like oh, here's your like 200. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is a big coincidence. And then Cater is (laughs) like so happy when like he says, oh, we're relatives of a sort. And he's like, oh, that means she's open season. I'm going to talk to her more.
1: (laughs) I like it because we go through this kind of thing of like uh, he's staring at her, obviously, and you know, they don't realize that they've been talking to each other this whole time. But then you get the kind of like Mari's Staring at you a little bit off to the side, and it's like, What's going on here?
0: And like, I love that. Like, he was just like, Oh, we don't normally have normal company. It's like, They were delivering your dry cleaning and they tried to steal your car.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was the other thing. Like, normal company, if someone's delivering something to me, I don't usually ask them in for a cup of tea. Like, this whole thing is like, There's no normal company
0: here. Yeah, like, being invited in after delivering something is how the first of the bang bush were, um, like a started right and like it's like ah uh, I'm cater I'm gonna throw my tea on my thigh so she'll wipe it off for me
1: I mean it's a pretty good plan he ended up getting felt up
0: but speaking of felt up we see the snail just eating a lot of food in a very clean house and he goes to the fridge grabs the lettuce and starts eating it and there's a guy shows up, like what are you doing in my house and he's like I really guess I'm gonna kill you <laughs> And then he's like, just laughing. I guess that was pretty easy. I should keep doing that.
1: It's just it's the whole thing for me was this dude grabbed this head of lettuce and he started eating it like an apple. And it's like no time in the history of the world was anybody ever that hungry. You can't convince me that they were.
0: Well, he matches your thesis stuff where he's a snail. So he wants that lettuce.
1: It makes sense, I guess. Yeah. OK, I see it. I take it all back. Bye.
0: His design is pretty cool, though, because it's like rags on like the snail body so like he looks like a vagrant monster it's it's kind of fun
1: i like it yeah because it definitely matches the theme of like they have this one particular neighborhood where food keeps coming up missing but houses keep coming up cleaned so i really like that that was his entire aesthetic like i'm gonna rob you because i have to but i'm gonna try and make up for it the best way that i can
0: his trail if you will
1: (laughs) his trail of clean houses
0: but no um as they're having tea, Kiba gets a call from Kaido. It's like, it's time to fight. I have to kill you for not killing people. They fight by this like lock that's open. And then like Kiba's like, you won't beat me. And then it's like, that's when Kaido's like, I'm the good guy here. And they fight. But then like Kaido hesitates. So Kiba beats him. And like Kiba's like, cool off and rethink this. Which is when Yuka shows up because she got a ride from Kaido, And he's was like, huh, like, so you're the dofies, right? And then he just, like, takes the belt back. He's like, man, Takumi's way better than you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that because that was he's shown, like, little bits of attitude here and there. But that was the first time, like, he really stepped up and took a stand and was like, you suck. Like, my friend did this so much better and he did it without even wanting to. So that tells you, like, you want to and you suck this bad. Eh, you don't deserve this.
0: And Katero just like runs into the like snail. And then like that's when like Takumi shows up and um, Katero says like, you're the only Faiz I believe in. And I think like earlier too, like after the motorcycle fight, like Takumi said something like, oh, I did way better than that guy with I was Faiz. I was way better.
1: <laughs> yeah, which was kind of nice to see because you could tell up to this point he was really struggling with how or whether or not he was going to embrace this role. So I feel like this was the first time you really got to see him kind of admit that it was something that he felt brought him some purpose. And he wasn't happy to let it go.
0: And he smiles and says, yeah, he transforms and he fights. But the sun is obscuring another figure who is black and yellow with uh, purple eyes. And it is another rider. And we get a little preview, but what do y'all think of this little preview we got for this new figure
1: it made it really difficult for me not to go on and watch the next episode because i am desperate to know who the fuck this guy is i i just i want this information so badly (laughs) let's
2: just say there's
0: a lot that we're about to witness
2: I, I've kind of unintentionally spoiled myself by going to the the Common Rider fiftieth anniversary Express Uh oh.
3: Where
2: I've where I've seen the actual suits, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just waiting there. I'm like, when's this guy going to show up? I know he's coming. <laughs> he's going to get here. Uh. You know,
1: me and David have to be a nightmare for you. <laughs> we really do. <laughs>
2: oh no it's okay i don't know anything about him i've just seen the suit and i knew it existed so i i was under the impression that this was going to be like a Fi's upgrade but knowing that it's someone Mm. else is actually a little bit more interesting
1: yeah i'm really stoked to see how this goes because i don't think that we've had this in anything that i've watched so far so i this isn't a storyline i'm familiar with i really want to see what happens
0: yeah um let's just say uh if Five Fies is Fies Day, that's the less popular as far as like at least the fandom goes. Comic writer Holiday for Fies. Uh The more popular one is for this guy. He is a whole journey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just uh, there's a, a ton to happen. There's a ton to come uh i really can't say more because i was just like let something slip but <laughs> i'm so excited for what these uh, next five episodes bring because we're about to enter the time of legends
1: sweet i can't wait
0: yeah uh that's next five episodes of five uh next time episodes 11 through 15 but how's everyone feeling about this show so far good bad mediocre
1: this this show has been the best thing we've watched in a long time and i'm confident in saying that because like i said earlier i was extremely surprised by the emotional depths that it manages to capture in just such small chunks of episodes and it does it without like kicking it in your face it does it in a way that doesn't make you feel like you're overwhelmed with emotion but it keeps the pace it keeps everything consistent but it also makes you realize that this is something a little bit more special than just a show where the good guys are fighting the bad guys. Like everybody has a depth to them. That's been really interesting to see play out.
2: Hmm. Yeah. What are you feeling, David? I don't know if I'm like 100% there yet, but it's, it's provided mysteries enough where I'm interested enough to keep watching it. Like, I want to know what Smart Brains deal is. I want to know what Evil Orphanocs CEO's deal is. Who's the mystery writer? What's the deal with the underground 1995 fucking um, classroom, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. those are like four things just off the top of my head where I'm like, okay, what like what is going on? What is it? Right. Mm -hmm. No, uh,
0: I really wasn't expecting to rewatch the show that like did mean a lot. To me, like, was like my first like on writer show, and like, I was like, oh, I like the way that like these shows tell stories. Um, to come to it from such a different angle because I was like younger than these characters when I watched this show, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is so real. And then I was, and now being older, and then I'm like, oh, this is so real to them, <laughs> like, yeah, just, like, like, just like, oh, these are teenagers or like young adults, and that beats something different when you're like. 13 versus when you're like an actual adult and so you're like oh
1: it's true yeah because I think a lot of what I look at with these shows now is kind of colored by how old I am because I'm like why are you fucking worried about that that is such a stupid thing and then I try to remember what it was like to be 19 and I'm like okay yeah I get it because to you at this point in your life this is the biggest thing in the world um but yeah I, I completely understand that viewpoint
0: and man talk uh, is such a character that I just like super identify with. So be like, oh yeah, true. Like, um, <laughs> that's me. That's <laughs> that's definitely where I was. Um,
1: I have to ask, do you have the hair that he has?
0: Oh, I've never been able t- to do that. No. Oh, um, okay.
1: Okay, I was just curious.
0: Know how there's like the concept of like oh like a wartime king versus like a peacetime king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Takabishi is a wartime king and. It's hard to transition in and learn how to be a like peacetime king, how to learn to be a a like pleasant person and, and like express your emotions and like deal with, you know, bad stuff happened to you, but you can care about people and not be defined by it. And man, like Taco B just like really hits a lot of those like ways that 10 years ago I was, just, was like also dealing with that. And like mm-hmm. he's like just like such a relatable character to me yeah but yeah as always though uh who's everybody's top three favorite character this time this is hard
1: yeah it is uh i don't and i'm sorry i don't remember which one it was oh, oh it has to be the owl uh that puts out the dark black smoke
2: mm. the like gas mask owl
1: yeah the owl okay yes that's I, I remember uh as soon as i watched that episode the first time he did that i was like hell yeah that's my shit <laughs> i thought i thought that was great um
0: professor izakai j owl yeah
1: yeah yeah and i actually like um weirdly enough i started to really like i don't know about like i found the smart lady extremely interesting Like, the more that she spoke and the kind, the more you kind of, like, get into the mystery of her and what's going on with that company, Um, I started to really enjoy her. Um, And then Kitaro, just because he maintains being such a, like, sweet, innocent guy the entire time, despite the fact that the world's crumbling around him. So, um, yeah, those three, I think, are mine for this set of episodes.
0: What about yours, David?
2: Um hmm, I'm having a harder time picking the bottom two than the number one. Um I'm gonna say number th- three Hmm. I'm gonna say Kiba. I like Kiba in this this set. Okay. Like he's he's he'll become a more interesting character. Um I like <laughs> the CEO, I'll maybe put the CEO at number two when he just like, you know, he, he kind of shows his uh, hand a little bit when he becomes Orphanok Jesus and spear bombs the dudes in the tunnel. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then number one has to be Kaido. Kaido's just, he's a, he's a weird dude.
1: He is dope. I love him.
0: I'd say I really like Mari. I think that she just really works as just she is like the most normal character that we see, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the most honest, I think.
0: And just the way she's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get this job I wanted when I was a kid. And oh, I'm like doing my best. And oh, I'm dealing with all the outside stimuli of my life. And she's like an asshole, but she's 18. Like, she's just a very honest asshole. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and she's got a lot of ambition, so the fact that she hasn't smacked those boys around a little bit more, honestly, is kind of admirable. Uh,
0: and, like, it's hard to pick number one though, because, like, I love Kaido here, Russell. I love Takobi here. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd probably have to say t- not number two Kaido, because I just love his whole, like, guitar thing. I love his, like, mentorship. I love just what a, a like, sad, handsome little man he is this whole time. He's like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm this weirdo and I'm angry, but I'm sad. And um
1: <laughs> emo's fuck.
0: Yeah. And like I love what a slow burn Takumi is, but also even mm-hmm. just in these episodes, like comparing him to the end of episode five or, or, or like the start of the series, he's changed so much already in so many little ways. But yeah. Um and the second question we always ask is um favorite Toku, a fight scene. In effect a
2: like monster suit, hero suit. What are we thinking, everyone? Um there's there's one um at the begin I think it's in episode six. Yes, it is. W- when they're in episode six and um Kiba is fighting Fize and like he makes his like sword appear to like block the kick and he just goes like and he like jabs him in the foot. That yeah, that's that's my mm-hmm. favorite. I like that they can just like Make their weapons appear and stuff. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, I like that a lot.
0: It's become one of his go-to moves, like, make his sword appear to, like, hit somebody.
1: hmm
0: <laughs> What about your stuff? Do you have one?
1: Yeah, and this is going to be... This is going to sound sappy as fuck, uh, so I apologize in advance. But when Mari goes for the second time to uh, get timed for winding the hair... And you just get this, like, it, I swear to God, it's like two and a half seconds of Takumi, like, watching her through the window after she's succeeded. And, like, he gets just, like, a half grin on his face and it immediately cuts away to another scene. It is just such a small moment in time, but just, like, this having that, like, small amount of time of him showing that he does care about her, it just... I thought it was such a great moment and to just throw it in there and like never address it. I thought was a really cool way to handle like kind of how their friendship is going up to this point.
0: And I love how the show is just like willing to have different shots and have like some like.
1: Yes. Yes. They, they, this show doesn't hesitate to play around with perspective at all. And I really appreciate that. It, it adds a different level of interest.
2: I appreciate that the fight scenes are more pulled back though. Like they're they're a lot more readable. There's not like mm-hmm. insane close ups and it's like hard to read. Like it's you know, you get to see the actors doing what they need to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and like the biggest effect we've had so far is like mist or gun. Right, yeah. <laughs> um I did like um the whole like split fight scene like in like the gym and on the steps i think just like
1: yes i love that
0: making them two of different things it's great
1: mm-hmm. well i i like anytime, especially with fight scenes where it plays off of other scenes that are happening or like world events that are happening i i always think that's such a great way to to play out those and keep the interest going but for this one especially like that was played especially
0: well yeah there were like four scenes like interacting there
1: Hmm. Yeah. So you couldn't help but pay attention, even if you didn't want to at the time.
0: Oh. Uh, and last question: best outfits, best fits we saw today in these episodes. The obvious one is probably Kaido, though, right? Maybe.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really did like the Owl Orphanoc. I, I, love the way it looks. I don't know if that's an outfit, but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, not
0: really. But it fits too. It's like a like special mention. Best human outfit. But if you want to say like best suit, that's a good suit. Uh I like the to scarab too, honestly. It's pretty good. But a human outfit, probably Kaido. <laughs> He's just <looks> good. <laughs> uh yeah, the president's got a suit on. Margets a dress, but yeah. That is the questions, though. We have come to the end of this chunk of episodes. Uh we have uh done the fives, and next time we'll open our eyes and hopefully, uh less is a as we go on but <laughs> as i said uh in two weeks is the next episode uh 11 through 15 uh next week is uh the og podcast it is our first time being done with jetman and build so we will just be doing Commander geeks episode 34 and 35 uh just to note: uh we just finished jetman another away show that show is a beggar like that show changer i did Make like a 10 year between like 91 and 2003, just this like 12 year loop of incredibly stylish shows, uh, incredibly fun. That was a great set die show. Uh, if you like this, check out that. Uh, it, it's also the only one of these shows that is available if you're like a Western listener because it's just on Tokusatsu. Like you can buy like Blu rays hmm. of it, it's on streaming. Cool ass show, but yeah, oh, Def, though, Uh, where we'll find you And uh, you're not talking about Tokusatsu. <laughs>
1: You can find me on uh, at nobodymuch, um, www.arcademilitia.com. Um, not really on a whole lot of social media these days, but if you try to find me, you'll probably uh, unearth me like an earthworm somewhere. So um, just do your best. I believe in you.
2: Uh, David? Uh, you can find me on the Tokyo Fresh podcast, wherever good podcasts are sold. You can uh,
0: find uh, me um, on on a uh, co-host at James D on Twitter at James Forge. You can find the podcast uh, on co-host at uh, Carbon Ride uh, on Twitter at Carbon Ride with me. Uh, there's carbonryd.com for the episodes and articles. There is a slash merch link to our merch. All proceeds going to the Trevor Project. There is a slash episodes link to different platforms. You can go uh, to podcast at to ask questions. And yeah. What'd we learn today, everybody?
1: You can perform an autopsy on Ash.
0: And Pikachu. Check your brakes. Hmm. Protect your fingers, fellas. Cherish them.
1: (laughs) True that.